Jordan did direct it. You know what's really funny, Ma, is that I hadn't seen the first two up until like the past few days. Oh, well, me and too. So, yeah, and so, well, so you let me it. catch up on it. But okay. yeah, yeah, so um, I, I think I'm going to go see it too. We'll see. All right, that sounds um, good. All right, sweetie, what's what's going on over by you? Well, Ma, you know, it's just a lot of stuff going on. You know, everybody's talking about Chris Rock, but I think we should probably take a sip first before we get into Mr. Mr. Okay. Rock. All right. Okay. Now, like, like like I said before on the the last episode, this is Women's History Month. So okay. all of our uh, spirits are going to be uh, woman owned. And so this is we we have this quite often. Um, Uncle Nearest whiskey uh, from Fawn Weaver. Ma, so you're going to do a little toast. OK, let's lift our glasses. OK, to long life and prosperity, health, wealth and happiness and Women's History Month. Okay. All right, mom. So we have to talk about the Chris Rock special. And so it was trending all over. Everybody has an opinion. We know Chris Rock talked about uh, Jada Pinkett, Selective outrage, Meghan Markle, the royal, the royal family, his daughters, culinary school. What are your thoughts on Chris, the Chris Rock special, Ma? Because I want to get into a couple of things, and um, there was a couple of tweets. Okay. To address. Okay. Uh, all right. Without dissecting it too much at this juncture, let me just say, overall, I thought it was good. Overall, I thought it was good. I got a lot of laughs out of it. Some areas I didn't think were so funny. Some areas I thought were self-derogatory. Okay. You know, but overall, I thought it was good. Did you want to elaborate? A couple of things, couple of things I thought were out of pocket. Okay. What did you think was out of pocket? Uh, the colorist jokes. Not about uh, African-Americans checking the baby's ears to see the color. I think we do that because we just have a lot of shades. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's just instinctive because we have melanin and we can do that. I think it's just that simple. We don't do that for any particular reason, you know, uh, at least not modern day people. I think we do that because we do have different colors, mm -hmm. you know. So nothing with that. That in and of itself is not colorist at all to me. It's pretty benign, but I didn't like it when he referred to, is your child going to be uh, Steph Curry Black or or Draymond Green, Green Black? Yeah. You know, I, I thought that was colorist and self-derogatory, um, not good. And I thought that was something very dated and not something that a modern person, irrespective to their age, should be embracing. You know, it's like embracing colorism. And I, I don't, I'm not, I don't believe that. That's like believing, that's like if you're a Trump follower listening to the, the nonsense that Trump is saying because you're foolish, you know, and you just yeah. listen to this nonsense. So I didn't, I didn't embrace that. I didn't think that was a good look for Chris and any other uh, person of color or even the not of color, 
you know, mm-hmm. a colorless person for anybody to embrace that kind of thinking, I don't think was good. I wasn't happy about that. I understood his, him, uh, you know, kind of bragging about his daughter going to culinary school in Paris um, because he can afford the uh, tuition, I would imagine. And But I think it goes even deeper than that. I think he really was just very surface with that. I think probably his daughter was getting into some issues and he was afraid that she might go down that, further down that wrong path. I think he's, I think he's, is glad that his daughter was saved. You know, he didn't he didn't say that exactly, explicitly, but I think that's where he was going with it. Um, well, he did mention about remember he got the daughter trouble that she had gotten into. Yeah, yeah but, but I think had, but I think it was had behavior problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it was a little bit deeper than that. You know, because yeah. he didn't, didn't you know, and because those are regular things that teenagers do, but they can go this way or that way. And I think mm-hmm. he's glad she went a certain way. Right, and those are really his, a, and those are his daughters. He's not going to completely go right, all right, in right, right. Yeah. So I I understood that part of. The the piece about Will and Jada. Ma, we're gonna we're gonna go. You really are oh, going in. Okay, wow. Well, okay. Me, I thought you wanted me to go in. No, okay. no. But I wanted to kind of go into some. Okay, of, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, you know your general thing. I, I was gonna say. Um, okay. I I was gonna say that I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah. Um, I um you know thought a, a, more things in it were funny than I thought it was gonna be. Um, yeah. But there were some things that I felt um you know you could have, you know, done without. I think the whole thing about comedy, Ma, is that comedy in general is going to offend someone, but is it funny, you know? And I, to me, we can do without racial slurs, which I'll, I'll I'll hit upon in a minute. So here's a couple of things from Twitter. So in comedy, is Chris Rock joking that Black people don't fight in front of white people while proceeding to call a Black woman a bitch in front of white people after being slapped for disrespecting a black woman's hair in front of white people at another event so one person said another person said remember chris brock punched down on jada over her alopecia condition all the deflecting he's doing bringing up entanglements is gaslighting he knows that the world hates a black woman with sexual agency so he has to make that the topic not how he violated and humiliated her. Those are a couple of negative things. Um, D.L. Hughley and uh, Leslie Jordan, uh, they all defended. Is it Leslie Jordan? Is that right? Or Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. I'm sorry, Leslie Jordan passed you away. You mean the female tall? Yes, the female, female yeah. kind of yeah. Leslie right Jones. Yeah, Leslie Jones. Jones. Jones and D.L. Hughley all defended, um, you know, Chris Rock and they Me too. enjoyed the show. And there yes. were several other people that, you know, defended him, but there was like, I defend him too. Who well, yeah. you know, had some issue. And uh, I, I defend Jones him went too. In. She, she went in. She called people all type of names and everything and said, look, you forgot this man got slapped on national TV. Oh, right, right. Right. Um, and you know, no, I, I defend his right to say whatever he wanted to say about whomever he wanted to say. I don't have to agree with him, mm-hmm. you know, as, as I don't agree a hundred percent with anyone. Some things I agree with him on, some things I didn't, but as far as the way he spoke to Jada, Jada conducted herself that way. And if you and whoever wrote that in, they're gaslighting themselves if they don't think that she publicly humiliated her husband by having an affair with her friend, her son's friend, and sat there 
and disgusted right in front of him in public. Plenty of people have had uh, uh, affairs and on and on and on with this one and that one and the other one. How many people sit in public and discuss the intimate details and share that with the public in front of their current spouse? How many people do that? Right. Like none. You can think of none. We all hear about it the way we hear about it, through the media and this and that. And sometimes it's a self-report. Sometimes it's just a straight up confession. Mm -hmm. We all hear it in different ways, but how often do we hear it when it is almost contemporaneous, okay? Because it has not been that long ago that it happened. Mm -hmm. And you sh and you share that and, and millions of people saw Will being tearful, sitting there looking like a big fool, and see and see, seeing and hearing other people refer to Will as a big goofus and a big fool for allowing it to happen that way. And he even participated in it. He couldn't stop Jada from doing anything she wanted to do, but he didn't have to sit there on TV and see and hear her say those things. I agree. They were going to be humiliating and hurtful. And mm -hmm. he did. And that's what's in him. And as far as the alopecia, I don't know that she even has alopecia in the first place. Okay. Alopecia is well, common. She says she, she does. Don't look, until she said anything. She's not honest because she had an affair. So she's dishonest already. Okay. So no, she had, she's dishonest. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. So on a higher level than worrying about some alopecia. Okay. Jada has worn wigs and everything else. That was and people wear all kind of hair these days, whether they have alopecia or not. People wear every kind of hair, every kind of color, every kind of texture, every kind of everything. And Jada's been wearing them for years. And if she wanted some hair on her head, all she had to do is put some on there, and nobody would have given it any thought except it's just a hairdo. Okay. Right. Uh, Chris Rock was making a joke about GI Jane. The GI Jane did not have alopecia. He was comparing her to a character who wore a bald head or closely shaved head. He and, was not comparing her to somebody who was suffering from a disease. And Demi Moore uh, is an attractive woman. Everybody and Demi always, Moore is you know, a damn good looking woman, right. you know. And so. so, and so, no, you know, for her to talk about, they oh, well, I have alopecia. No. You know, you could see me with my arm in a sling, okay? You would think I have a broken arm. You know, I fell, I hurt my arm. But later on, you find that, oh, I have, a, you know, bone cancer in my arm or something or whatever. But you didn't know that when you made a joke about me wearing a funny looking sling, you know, or, or something like that. You're just making a joke. Well, my you know? lesson... Look, 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 I know, but what I'm saying is in response to that person, I mm -hmm. think that person is wrong. I think at the point that Chris Rock said what he said, he spoke the truth. He okay. spoke the truth and, and everybody who knows them knows it. He didn't, he didn't uh, attack a person who didn't put her business out there on public. She's a public person and she sat there in public and so did that and so did Will sit there in public and discuss their personal business well ma i completely agree with you on, on that i think that chris rock hit everything like when he was addressing will and jada i think that was his truth 
And I, um, I, I agree with him. I think that, you know, that had to do with, you know, issues that he had in his marriage. And of course, people are going to say, oh, no, oh, this or that. When you put all of your information out to the public, it's there for our there you know, it consumption is. at there that it point. Is. Listen, when so, other people say it, it's left to conjecture. It may right. be true, it may not. But when you come out there and say those kind of things, people have a tendency to believe mostly everything you say especially bad things right because right. people feel like well who's gonna say those kinds of things about themselves right you know? and and will and jada and jada in particular wanted you know the audience she wanted to she said whatever she said for shock value or she said it also because her former lover came out and and disclosed it to the public yeah Angela Yee interviewed him yeah yeah so I mean come on no nobody's gaslighting anybody he's simply speaking the truth yeah he's simply, it's another iteration of what actually went down that everybody so, already knew so you know the couple things too my there's all these rumors that Will Smith reached out to Chris Rock to apologize and you know to no avail but then there's also the other side there are rumors that Chris Rock never actually received a personal apology from Will. Everything was done right. in a public way. So we right. don't know what's true and what's not true. Um, okay. I wanted to hit on this very important uh, piece of it, Ma. Yeah. Do you think that Chris Rock's special was anti-Black woman? Because it's been accused of being anti-Black no. woman. No. I do you think Chris Rock is anti-Black woman? I don't think he's anti-black woman uh, in general. No, what I okay. think is that what I think he's that is that he's a little uh, unenlightened about certain things because a lot of the things that he has, you know, negative views about are not specifically to do with black women, but okay. black people in general, of, okay. which, of which he is one, obviously. You know, so I think he's not as enlightened as he should be. That's what I'm going to say about Chris. You know, I do, um, not think he, I do not think he is just we can just say, you know, that he's just absolutely anti-black woman. No, I do not believe. That. I don't I don't think he's anti-black woman. He does come up with some ignorant things regarding, uh, regarding women in general. There um, you go. And, uh, you know, obviously the the colorism, the light skin, you know, that's ridiculous. Yeah, he's you know? embracing some foolish he's things. Completely. And ages. Well, maybe maybe well. he doesn't even maybe he doesn't even believe it. Maybe he's just saying these things because he thinks they'll get a laugh. Yeah. But I think that they are, you know, uh, inappropriate colorists and just really not appropriate for this time and this day and time. You know, that yeah. not not a thing that a thinking uh, African-American person should be saying. Yeah. And then and even and even ageism. I mean, I know a lot of men are, are like that with, with ageism. Yeah. yeah. You know? But just like in his jokes, when he starts talking about, you know, being with a 25 year old and then he goes uh, 45 to 50 year old. Well, he's in none of those categories as he is 58. Yeah. He is close yeah. to 60. Just in yeah. mind. Um, yeah. But I. Yeah. It, for me, um, you know, I, I like I said, I thought that he did a, a, a decent job. I thought he was funny. Um, but there were some things that, like I said, the colorism stuff, he needs to recognize that that is an issue. And that's something that we look at him when he remember when he did the hair. What is a good hair? He did that. Well, I just simply issue. I just simply wouldn't watch it. I didn't watch it just based on the title. Right. Okay? right that right. was enough for me. That was enough of a turnoff right there. 
Right. Um, and, you know, so, you know, Chris Rock, like I said, I think he did an okay job. I, I think he did a good job, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, people are going to have their opinion. There was something else that I wanted to get into with Chris Rockman, but I guess we can just go on. Um, well, you know what? You can come back to it, you know, as always is the case. And then, you know, with, with freedom of speech, period, with freedom of speech and, and artistic license and that and so on and so forth, you mm -hmm. know, there's always going to be something said that someone feels is inappropriate. You know, just in general discourse, there's somebody who's going to say something that someone else feels is inappropriate because we all have our different uh, sensibilities and right. that's the way it goes. And that's oh, just the way it is. That was it, my, that was it. We, you know, there was old clips of him and uh, with a Louis C.K. and we saw with yes. um, Ricky Gervais and Jerry right. Seinfeld. Right. And uh, Louis C.K. was using the N-word and he was very comfortable using it around Chris Rock. Um, and it was a, a joke that he's the N of white people, a uh, Louis C.K. And Chris Rock was making the joke that, Chris Rock that was, Louis C.K. was um, the biggest N he knows. Right. And right. so on and so forth. And Louis C.K. was using the N word. He was using the, the word in its entirety. Uh, Ricky Gervais was back there laughing a little bit, uh, you know, and with everything. But he didn't say the word. Uh, no. But uh, Louis C.K. said it. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld was the only comedian out of that group to say he doesn't use it. He doesn't think it's funny and he doesn't, he doesn't find the humor in it. And, and right. And you know it. what? And you know what? I like what Jerry Seinfeld said. Now that mm -hmm. made me have a whole different level of respect for Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, me too. Uh, you know, cause what Jerry Seinfeld said was, I don't see the humor in it and I'm not looking for the humor in it. Right. And I love that. I love right. what he said. And and that was it. And it made me have a whole level of respect for Jerry Seinfeld. And we now know Louis C.K. has been in all type of trouble anyway from misogyny. Louis C.K. is not even Licking his penis around. That, and, right. know, I've never, I'd never thought he was funny. Uh, no, I've, I've never, never been a fan of his period. You know, not, right. not at all. Okay. So okay. We, all right. So okay. we're going to, yeah. So we're going to move on my to someone else who's been in the news and, um, you know, for all the basketball fans and people who aren't as familiar, it's a young superstar, John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies, who is a gifted 23-year-old guard. He's currently suspended from the Grizzlies. Initially, it was two games. Now there is really kind of like no timetable time on when he's going to return to the team. You know, he's had issues as far as, um, you know, issues in a, a mall where the police will call. Um, supposedly there was an altercation at his home with a 17 year old and the 17 year old says that, uh, Ja came out with a gun in his wristband and held the gun. Um, you know, there was another incident, um, in Indiana and we don't with, um, his entourage. And then finally he was on TikTok and it looked, well, it appeared to be a gun that he was flashing at the strip club. Zuma, um, this man has a contract that's worth an additional extension that's worth almost $200 million. He has a contract with Nike in addition to that. And he also has a contract with Gatorade. What are your thoughts on what should happen with Jaw? I don't know what should happen, should happen with him, mm -hmm. but I know what will happen with him if he doesn't change his behavior, okay? What will happen to him is that he'll find himself 
losing a whole lot of money, losing a whole lifestyle, a whole way of living. If he doesn't come to the realization that he is an employee of all those people he signed on for, mm -hmm. he's an employee of Nike. He's employee of the what NBA. Yep. He's an employee of all those people yep. contracts with. And they are not paying him to come out here acting like he's a thug. They're playing, paying him to be wholesome and to play basketball and to sell sneakers and to on and on and on and on. Not to be slinging guns around in the club. If he should even limit his time in the club. If you're well, going to the club, be very careful. Have a drink or two, whatever you're doing, whatever is your limit, you know, before you get even too high, mm -hmm. go home. Guns, no. You need, you feel you need some bodyguards, you got enough money to pay him. Yeah, but you have no business publicly carrying a gun. And let me tell you something else. And even playing around in his house, what's that basketball player who accidentally shot his driver? Jason Williams. Jason Williams and went to jail. He did his time. He's out now. Last time I saw him, he was on D.L. Hughley's talk show when mm -hmm. D.L. Hughley had his talk show and he was still crying. He was crying. Okay. It was so sad. I almost cried. Still talking about it. Went to jail, did his time. His life has never been the same. At the, and at the time of that, he was a wealthy man and in his mansion. Okay. When, when he shot his driver playing around with guns, okay? Mm -hmm. So this young man, John Morant, mm -hmm. he needs to study a little bit of history and find out what can happen. Well, okay? you know you know what, my sister, you're talking about history a little bit. Um, I don't know if it's actually recent, but somebody who's a, a superstar uh, in yeah. the NBA, uh, Carmelo Anthony um, had a sit down with, um, oh God, David Stern called him in because okay. Carmelo, and this was back in the day, you know, this is yeah. when Carmelo was you yeah. know, young and he told when Carmelo, Carmelo would nook if you buck. Right. And he, but right. and he told Carmelo, he said, you know, Melo, look, either you want to play in this league or you want to go the other way. We'd love to have you in this league. You're a great talent, but what you're doing, you know, we, we're not going to have it. So the NBA knows everything that you're doing if you don't even if you don't think it they got all type of people all every, around undercover every, protecting, you know, their protecting their brand protecting their brand right. absolutely protecting so, dollar let's put it like that more right. more and that you will be that bold to go on instagram right to do that you know and so i don't know what's going on with him he's a young guy he's a he's my he's extremely talented if you ever seen him play yes, ball yes yes and, and but and i worry about him playing ball because he's so wild like what he plays he he uses all his strength and he's a right. smaller guy he's yeah. like six two and who um, is he surrounding himself with right right one's around him no, oh, i don't know if this is not even funny i shouldn't laugh but <laughs> Oh God, Skip Bayless! Did you hear what Skip Bayless said? Is he no? Does he want to be a Crip? Is he is he part of the Crips? Like he said, he he saw him throwing gang signs during the game. I didn't see that. I don't know, but you know, Skip has a vivid imagination <laughs> as well. Yeah. Oh God! Mm -hmm. I mean, but you know, in all he said this, and this that was stuff trending too. But in all seriousness, 
I hope that Ja, you know, gets help. I don't know what type of help he needs. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he has addiction problems. I don't know if he just needs to see a therapist. I don't know if he needs to cut bait with his entourage. I don't know right. what it is. But he um, needs to make some changes. Yeah. Else he's going to find himself broke and in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, and here's one other thing that I have an issue with. I see a lot of these athletes, you know, they, of course, they want him to succeed. They want him to win. He's winning. And I want him to win because I'm a fan. Yeah. Oh, you don't know how it is to be this age and to have all this money thrown at you. I don't want to hear rich people's problems. Well, guess what? That. He's not going to know how it is for very long. Right. Let him exactly. Get out of here. Looking, and he'll be looking in, in the mirror. Right. You right. know, he'll be looking in the mirror. What happened? What did I do? Right. You know? right. Yeah. You, you, you be careful when you say that because we judge other groups that talk like that. We judge them very harshly when they say, oh, they have all this money and all oh, that. Get out of here. Okay. Get no, real, baby. Get many real. things, so, many things to do with money, and he needs to understand. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, if you have all this money and everything, and you think you need protection, then get a bodyguard. Get several, several, right? Several, right? You know, in the strip club, in the strip club with the women in the background twerking uh, on no, each other. That's not no, no that's that's not funny, honey. You know, he didn't he didn't have to sign contracts for millions of dollars and go out there and play basketball to act like that. Right. He could just be a dropout going out in the street and go on the corner somewhere and act like that. All right. You know, so mm-mm, mm-mm. And you know, mm -hmm. you got a lot of young kids looking at you, mm -hmm. you know, and looking up to you, or you know, they should be looking up to you, not down to you. You shouldn't be an example of what people don't want their kids to grow up to be. Right. And guess right. what? And nobody's gonna pay you for that either. Nobody's gonna pay you for that. Right. So, you know, I don't, don't blow your money and don't blow your life. Yeah. So it's just sad, but I'm, um, you know, I'm, you know, sending well, positive you know, vibes to him still, because yeah, I'm Yeah, he can still turn it around. Oh, of course he, he can. But he needs to start working on turning it around now. Oh, he for needs sure. To start working on it. Yeah. The, the police are doing an investigation, Mom, because they don't know if yes. he brought a gun on the airplane. And if he yeah. did, that's an automatic 50 game suspension. And we, who knows whatever else, you know, what the the law who knows well, well okay, okay. So be it. Mm -hmm. one thing he signed all those contracts but he hasn't collected all that money yet and if he keeps on he will not be collecting it no but he's got plenty of money no i understand that i'm just, i'm not saying yeah. he doesn't have plenty but but pay honey you can have all the money in the world don't you know there's people just waiting to take it from you yeah and then you know what else my i saw and then we can go move on um somebody else was talking about his father because his father is in you know, with him always, but his father acts more like his his buddy, right? Than father now, but see, it's hard because when you're an adult, your relationship with your parent is different. Like our relationship is obviously different than when I was a minor child. Right. However, yeah. even at this stage of my life, you still will come in and say to me, "You're not acting right." You right. I, I still will together. Come. Yeah, I still would come to you and say, you know, honey, I don't think you need to be on Instagram, you know, wa waving your guns. You know, <laughs> I, I I do keep you off Instagram with your guns. You do. You're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. I can't stand guns. Yeah. Anyway, 
All right. So, you know, positive vibes to, to John Moran and, and you know, and, and to prayers to him and, and his family for him to get himself together, you know? Yeah. yeah. You want to have a father who says to you, like Patrick Mahomes' father said to him, son, I ain't never seen nothing like you. I think that was just the sweetest thing. His father probably says that to him now, too. Oh, he, oh speaking of him, you, you saw, uh, what's the name? Jackson Mahomes is in trouble. Oh, gosh, ma. Hey, oh, Lord, that's a whole nother story. But I, I'm hoping that everything is okay with him. Did you see that? Well, I just thought, I just thought that his uh, Patrick's father was just so proud of him. And oh, I thought of course. That was the sweetest thing. Well, and you, you just never hear father say that often, you know? No. You don't hear that. I'm saying never and often. You really just you, don't. Well, you say that to me. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I had never seen different. anything like you before. Yeah, that's right. That's different. <laughs> but you, but it's a different. People, well, people tone. don't hear it. I don't, you know, they don't hear it. You know, I don't. Right, it's a different tone when you say it. You, I don't know how you mean it. I'm joking. Okay. Oh, all okay. right. Go I was a baby. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Based. Okay. Now, you know, you are, you know, you are a wonderful daughter. You know that. And you're a wonderful truly. mother. Yeah, well, thank you. All right. So now right. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about another wonderful mother. Uh-oh. So, so Northwest was. Oh, gosh. How did I know you were going to segue into that? Oh, no. A couple okay. of TikTok videos with rapper Ice Spice. And for people who aren't familiar with Ice Spice, you know, she's very sexually explicit, you know, but she also, sometimes she has an innocent look, but her stuff is explicit. Okay. Just a rapper. All right. Anyway, later on Northwest dressed up like the rapper in an orange wig and wore a white track suit. And, you know, she was performing on TikTok. Now, mom, is this appropriate of us, the public to criticize Kim or is that Kim's business? Or can we now see a little bit of what Kanye West is saying about what's going on with Kim? Everything you said is true. <laughs> it, it is Kim's business. <laughs> we can criticize her. And we can see that some of what Kanye said is true. <laughs> Everything you said there is completely true. Because guess what? She's a public person. And we all see. And she's nine. Northwest out. is nine. All right. And this, and this is a kid. This, she's not even double digit. This is a kid. And she should not be on there talking about sex, men, nothing. Boyfriend, nothing. The type of boyfriend she has needs to be nine, another nine-year-old. Okay? Right. So whatever boyfriend that is that you have at nine, that's the kind she should have. You know how you have them, you have a little boyfriend at four and five in kindergarten or something, or you know how kids grow up and play. That's the kind of boyfriend she should have nothing about how he blow her back out and or whatever they were saying. Some old sex something they had on there. I've heard it. No, I know. I'm like, you're nine. What are you even talking about? You're nine. No, no, you're not gonna be a no TikTok and nothing else with that nonsense. You can make a nine-year-old rap. Yeah. You know, cutie pie in school, we learn math. I know my timetables, you know. Yeah, you know, I got I went to the zoo, I got a pair of sneakers. You better make something nine year old make, not how you miss your man and how your man did this and that to you. And you're nine? No, no. I don't understand why she has 
if she was, if, if we know Kim has a lot of money and knows a lot of people, why and couldn't she clothes, pick up Asian appropriate? And what are you wearing with all those clothes on? And and, and uh, oh no, age appropriate no. person for her for her little girl. Why? Right. right. Now this and woman. Then, wait, my one other. You don't know about this. There's a rumor that that woman that rapper is they Pete Davidson. Yeah, well, good, all good. I guess that's who they're rapping about. And you know what? Being that everybody already knows the Kardashians and Kanye, why does she have to imitate another rapper? Why can't she make her own little rap for a nine-year-old? Right. Why you got to imitate anybody? And then you imitating somebody talking all about sex and you a nine-year-old kid. Right. And you got, no, it was inappropriate. Everything you said there is all true. It's yeah. all true. So, okay. you know, well, take it for what it's worth. You know, like um, I say, I, I'm going to suggest Kim, 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 get a grip. Even you didn't start your home business until you were older than that. Now, Kim, like Kim, 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 you need intensive parenting skills. You, Kanye could benefit from him too because he needs counseling for everything. Okay. But, Kim, you, you're the parent in her image, the same gender. You need intensive, intensive, intensive parenting skills training because that's not the image you want your daughter to start out with and live down to. And she's nine years old. Right. Come on. Come on, Kim. Mm-mm. You know, I don't know. I don't know even how your mom was. But your mom got married and had husbands and, you know, she might have exploited things with y'all, but she did get married and had husbands and whatever, you know, raising them. They was yeah, and she didn't do it they, until they were at least adults. Right. You know, and she's nine and she's talking about things that she could not possibly have had experience with, I hope, you know. So, no, bad look, bad look. I don't like to judge mommies but I Kim come on you putting you putting this out for for us come on all right ma um let's move on to um Ruth. this one is about um Angela Yee appeared on the Tamron Hall show to open up for the first time about you know her decision to move to her own show she left you know the breakfast club after being there for I don't know it was like 12 or 13 years Okay. And so she said, I knew about, I knew about this for six months before they knew about it. And so it was something that was under wraps. I think they were happy for me because if you're coworkers and I feel like this in any job, people should want you to elevate. She continued to say, I also feel like sometimes I would feel like I got it harder than, you know, Charlemagne did for some things that he said. And so I also want to make it clear that we're all three individuals. You say what you say, feel how you feel, and I did too. But it's hard because people affiliate you with the whole group. And that was part of why I really wanted to have my own show because now what happens, I'm accountable for that. But when you have three different people with three different opinions or three different viewpoints and completely different personalities, we're all individuals, but sometimes it's hard for people to separate that. I was the only woman who worked there too, I mean, when it came to producers, camera people, and it wasn't an easy room for me to be in. So, you know, DJ Envy felt that what she said was simply untrue. And I think they had a little conversation about it. 
And, you know, he said there's plenty of women that work there behind the scenes. And so, um, you know, Angela Yee had to come back out and, you know, kind of fix what she said. And she said she doesn't come back and go forth with people. But she was referring to people in the boardroom, the producers, the videographers and the hosts. She's like, of course, you know, there are amazing women, um, but there aren't there aren't execs or salespeople, you know. And so that's what she was trying to say. They weren't bosses. Right. So, and and I, I also thought she meant that they weren't uh, on the show and right. she was subjected to things in a different kind of way because right. she was the only woman who was visible, you right. know, in, in that sense. And she's the only woman who had that kind of direct communication with the guests. Right. You know, so uh, that's what I was thinking she meant. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what her experience was on the show, but I felt like that uh, there's some definitely some truth to the fact that they're grouped together as like the morning show, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they the would breakfast sing, club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Breakfast club. Like, uh, you know, sometimes they would single out at, you know, because they did have distinct personalities. They would single out, you know, what Char Charlemagne got singled out a lot too. She's a little bit unfair in this regard because Charlemagne got singled out for a lot of negative stuff too. You know, because, you know, I've seen people, you know, come there and go right in on Charlemagne. Well, yeah, but they would also come at, at uh, Angela Yee or DJ, G, DJ Envy because of stuff Charlemagne said. Well, see, you know what? I really didn't see that as often, you know, but what I'm going to say is this. It's no doubt that that is sometimes true, that that is sometimes true. And now that I think about it, it may have been true more often than not because Charlemagne was the most vocal and he sort of like kind of the star, I don't know what they, how, if he has like any kind of top billing or preferential, you he know, status there. Well, okay. Okay. Well, let me But just, he was more popular for sure. Well, well, let me put it that way. Charlemagne is kind of like the star quote unquote of that show. And um, I, I think, you know, they may have caught some flack for some of the things that Charlemagne said as well, because Charlemagne is very vocal. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlemagne is very vocal. DJ Envy, he speaks up, but he's mm, different than Charlemagne. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, a, he's a lot different than Charlemagne. I, I, I want to get into, you know, commented on that. And I'm going to, because I'm going to say. But, uh, like, uh, that okay. hasn't been said. Uh, I'm sure that at times she felt that way. You As know, woman, I, don't yeah. doubt, I, I don't doubt that. And, you know, at times it would, you know, was really true. I don't mm -hmm. doubt that at all. And I'm happy she has her own show. And uh, you know, you know, no, no, no need for any negativity going on or anything like that. Cause she stayed there a long time, and that show helped make her famous. So that show was, you know, was uh, the vehicle she used to push her onto her own show. So and I, you and know, I don't, and, and I'd be gracious about it. And, and I don't, you know, and I don't think yeah. that she meant anything really negative by it. I think it was kind of stuff that was taken out of context, and I think that's where it was. I think that they, you I don't, know, you know, now see, that's what we did. But I think she, I think she meant what she said. I think it was in the proper context okay I think, I think she meant exactly what she said okay mm -hmm. all right and, so and, and and she has to also remember to be thankful while she's you know not gonna just remember you know she got a nice paycheck for a lot of years you know oh, so for sure yeah for sure. a lot of people will welcome the opportunity you know okay so, hey, so good and good luck on her new show that's yeah. all Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we're going to segue into, uh, we're still talking about Tamron Hall, because remember she was, uh, Angela Yee was on Tamron Hall. So uh, Portia Williams was on the uh, Breakfast Club and, you know, as a guest host, because they're rotating guests like weekly. 
So Portia recently came forward to say she felt attacked by Tamron Hall while she visited the set. You know, they talked about Portia's husband, who at the time was her then fiance, and they hadn't set a wedding date, um, but bought a house and how her stepdad had a bunch of wives and, you know, how Portia might have been nervous with her her husband. her her. Her stepdad had a bunch of wives. Well, he is, the man is her step, not stepdad, father-in-law. Oh, Lord. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. you know, sorry. I thought the father-in-law only had two wives, but his father, I thought the grandfather had 30 or Oh, you're right. It was the grandfather. That was my dad. It was a bunch of mess. Yeah, the family Um, history. Yeah, right. And so um, Portia felt as though that Tamron was coming down on her really too hard. Um, No, and then... DJ Envy chimed in as well, Martin. He said he had appeared on Tamron's uh, show with his wife for right. book, and right. that he felt that uh, she input her sister that uh, Tamron Hall input what happened to her sister because Tamron Hall's sister was murdered in a, in a domestic uh, abusive right. relationship, right. and um, because Envy had an aggressive incident in his right. marriage, not necessarily being violent towards the wife, but right. something like that. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, DJ Envy felt that Tamron was wrong to interject what happened to her sister into their conversation, but you know his wife, you know, set everything straight. My question to you, Ma, yeah, is Tamron out of pocket? Were her questioning or on the money? Tamron is on the money. She's a hundred percent on the money. I've watched many Tamron Hall shows and interviews and so forth. Two things are going on here, okay? You got to look at the, in the first place, they agreed to come on the show, Uh okay? Second place, unless they made some agreement that certain things were off limits, then the conversation just flows as it flows, Uh okay? DJ Envy and his wife are going around doing a tour, selling their book. Mm-hmm. And the thing that prompted the whole uh, book tour thing was DJ Envy's uh, issues that he and his wife had had due to his infidelity, okay? And mm-hmm. at least as far as I can discern, and I you know, knew a lot about it at the time that it was going mm-hmm. on, it was something like that. Well, day. the book wasn't about... It, okay, like, not, not, not that I'm just saying the book tour, but what the juicy part of it was his infidelity. That's what people talked about a lot. You know, they didn't talk about how wonderful they were. They mm-hmm. were going around talking about because they had had difficulties and managed to salvage their marriage. Correct. And and well, then that's the, that's the thing. So, you know, issues surrounding that are going to come up. That's right. what's going to happen. And I don't think Tamron was uh, at all equating the murder of her sister to him having an aggressive episode or so. I, she may have been saying that you need to watch aggression because things that you don't think or don't want to happen, it can go really bad. And you need to be careful you know, about aggression and you need to uh, manage your emotions and your anger or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, I didn't see it, but I can't imagine that she, you know, just said, oh, yeah, because you'll end up murdering your wife. I don't think she took it there. No, you 
I saw it. No, so, that's not how she said I know it. she didn't because she's not that unreasonable. Tamron Hall is a soft interview. These people have some sensitivity because they put their business out there and they don't want to be called on it. That's all. And, and well, this is how I see it. And mm -hmm. then, then Portia, you got to be damn kidding me. Portia is a walking billboard. Portia is the same woman who sat on, uh, what's that, Housewives of Atlanta and bent back and spread her legs open. I mean, she had on pants or something, you know, mm -hmm. spread her legs open, demonstrating how she told Dennis to uh, imp uh, impregnate her because mm -hmm. he was a man with a business and money and she wanted to get a baby and get married and she was making jokes and she was saying, now come on, okay? She made it a big thing. She ran up and down the road and telling everybody. And then when she met this next man, the same thing with him. Portia, we've seen her grab, uh, jump physically, jump on people on the TV. We've seen Portia do this. And she's saying somebody was tough on her. You think this is a woman who can't handle a, a soft question uh, that she gets from Tamron. She didn't oh, feel supported. She didn't uh, feel please, supported. Can please. I just can I say can I say this? My what what I would like to say uh, that no. I noticed. Tamron is a journalist. Of course, she is a she really is a journalist. Like a she's lot a, of people, professional, absolutely. A, a lot of people have shows. Like we have we have this podcast. We're not right, journalists. absolutely. When people, absolutely. When people come well, and when people when when guests come on here. We're giving them their flowers. You know, we're they're here to promote the brand. And we're really giving them their flowers. That's what we're doing. We're not coming when you come on our show. You're not. We're, you're not coming on here. Here, going to be interviewed by you know someone who's going to give you got you questions. When you go on these other but shows. But that's not a got you question. Why is that a got you question? When I tell you, I tell the whole world, whoever's willing to listen to me, that I'm engaged. Why is it a got you question? When I come on your show, you know I'm engaged. I've said it to you. I'm wearing a big engagement ring. Well, I ask you, when is the wedding date? Now, wait a minute now. I yeah. ask you, when is the wedding date? That's not a got you question. Because here's the answer. Because people expect the wedding date if you have an engagement ring on. Right. Here's the answer. We haven't set a date yet. Right. Tamra, I mean, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Portia came up with all that because the hell she didn't have a date because the man hadn't set one yet. And she was waiting. Well, we don't know. We don't know what they were doing because well, they you, are married. Well, you're we saying know. we don't know, but what I'm telling to you, what I'm saying to you is that all she had to do was say, well, we haven't decided on a date yet. What's all the sensitivity about it? And why are you offended? Because somebody asked you when the date is. Well, that's a normal question. No, but okay. And listen, that's, that's I, not, listen, a not, I think that's that's not a got you question. That's not a got you question. No, it's not that's that. a it's, normal question. It, it's fine, mom. It's but, within the parameters of I, their conversation. Ma, no, listen. I agree that Tamron is supposed to ask all of those questions. But she is not, it is going to be an environment. When when you come on certain shows, like if you go on Drink Champs, if you go on whatever, you go on that show and it's going to be more of you talking to your friends as opposed to, oh, look, um, you know, we're going to really interview you, um, you know, and-, and Are you going to tell hard me that you shouldn't, you, uh, that's a hard question? When my the way, the my way, gonna be? But, but, okay, I don't the agree way, with you. Well, I'm the not thing, going ma, with that. The way if I'm a woman ma, who's been running up ma, and down the road, ma, okay, all these men ma, I the way, the way question. that Tamron, listen, 
I my Portia goes. I'm a, listen. Portia goes. I'm I'm from the south, and Tamara's like I'm from the south too. And then right. and Portia goes. Oh, you know, are we bought, we're buying a house. Oh, you bought your house before the wedding. That's not a southern thing. Like you know, because she knew she knew Portia. She was calling BS on Portia because I Portia got it. But 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 because Tamara is a journalist. She's a she's yeah, a journalist. No, and, and and too and that too. You know, if if no, Portia, if Portia no would go, that, listen, if Portia too. would go, if Portia would go on the View, she may get questions like that. Well, of course, but then but if you, you go, Portia, if you go, if you go on Portia a more relaxed environment, if you she, go on a show where people have Portia a knew where she was going, telling stories about you know, I got it. And Portia knew where she was going. Portia okay. knew where she was going. I got it. I'm, I'm totally it. fine with that. I mean, all I'm Portia saying didn't is... like it because Portia didn't have an answer for her at the time. That's all. This is well, simple. Well, thing. Okay. Portia okay. didn't have a wedding date, and Portia was feeling sensitive my, about my, my it. And point, got mad. My, my point. My point was, and we missed my point, is mm. that a lot of these celebrities that go on these shows, they think that everybody is their best friend. And everybody is holding them up to this high standard instead of, look, I'm my job. I'm a journalist. I'm going to ask you questions that everybody wants to know the answer to. Just like DJ Envy, who has been around for many years. You don't think that Portia should have known that Tamron was going to ask her these things that, uh, you know, are. Uh, what about DJ Envy? What about DJ Envy, ma? What I don't. I, DJ Envy opened himself up for that. What did? What did she? I did agree with you. That, that Tam was going to say, ma. What you were not. Think? What I'm saying to you is, is that too many of them think that everybody is their friend and that oh, they're well, maybe going to they get do. It never dawned on. It, it never dawned on me that they would think that they weren't going to get. You know, these are very obvious questions. Okay, well, these are very obvious. If I go on a show, if my claim to fame is I'm pushing a book, talking about my infidelity or talking about my dynamic between me and my wife, don't I think you're going to ask me questions about that? What, who does it? What, what does it? What do well, they? Well, that wasn't the issue. The one was when she when Tamron brought up her sister. That well, well, whatever issue, him. but it was the issue surrounding his behavior. Okay. And and uh, what do what do they think people are going to ask them about? Just what do they think the questions are going to be? Oh, Portia, where you get your shoes? What the hell do they think people are going to ask them? Oh, DJ Envy. Oh, how's it working with Charlemagne? You came on the show with your wife talking about your relationship. Well, I mean, if Charlemagne was asking these questions, people, imagine what he people. would ask. What happened? But some of these people are too friendly maybe, with each other. Maybe they, do, maybe they do think that. I don't know what they think, but if they do, they're being very foolish. My. They're being very naive. I think Tamron is soft because Tamron, because she- I like Tamron. So she let, oh, yeah. I, I like Tamron. Tamron is very soft because uh, Portia was saying, you don't date your husband? Oh, yeah. And she knows that's not what Tamron meant because Tamron said, when I got get engaged, yeah, I got engaged and then we got married. Oh, you don't date? You don't date your husband? What does that have to do with the wedding date? We think you can be dating all the way through, but that has nothing to do with our issue. When do you have a wedding date? Either yes or no, or you just don't want to tell so me. Ma, you so know, you, so Tamron you was soft. Tamron was on the money. Not hard. She was very soft. On the money. Okay. Oh, wow, ma.
Oh, wow. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. I think Tamron was right on the money. And like I said, I think Tamron was even a little soft because she let Portia get away with this. Oh, don't you date? Don't you date? You know, sort of a little, you know, misdirect the question. And she knew that that's not what Tamron was going for. And Tamron let it go. Tamron just said, oh, yeah, okay, we still date. You know, she just sort of let that go. And, and then when she mentioned about, oh, you know, uh, he's Nigerian. What do you mean he's Nigerian? Plenty, plenty of people are married to Nigerians and either you practice polygamy or you don't. Either you believe in that or you don't. No, no matter what it has been historically. Well, it's illegal here. I understand it's illegal here, but that doesn't mean that she won't go over there. You don't even know who knows where she is now. She's she jumped here in L She's here she in New York. Now. Well, yeah, is she working? Is she back to work? Because she at one point she had quit all her jobs. Well, she she's working, mine. She's in New York. Okay, well, and good. She, and she said that she was an American, and she didn't yeah, good. I, I, heard she, her I heard everything. I heard everything she said, but let's just see what she does. She also didn't come up with a date because she was waiting. They're married. I know now. I know now, but I mean at that time. And that was the whole problem. Trust me when I tell you, because if a woman has that date, she's and she's convinced that it's a legitimate date, okay. she's proud well, to share the date. Ma, she's married now. She's okay. married. I just think. Okay, well, then, I mean, if you're going to take that stance, then the whole conversation is moot. I mean, I understand she's married now. And I feel that, you know, uh, you know, Tamron, I think Tamron did a good job. She could have been just a little bit more persistent, you know. So that's how I feel. And, you know, and I noticed DJ Envy and Portia are people who, you know, are coming on the show, you know, with, you know, uh, you know, a little, little bit of shade going on, a little bit of shadiness in their background, you know, so all, all of a sudden they're so sensitive, you know, no, no, Tamron was very appropriate with them. Okay. So let's move on, Ma. All right. Um, so you heard about uh, Dilbert, the creator, right? Uh, Scott Adams. Did you hear about that whole thing? Where yes. Where urging white people, people to get yes. away. Yes. Oh, they, so yeah. Was, yeah, I saw him. I saw the clip on TV. Well, he, he, yeah. he was on Chris Cuomo's show, um, News, News Nation, and he yeah. defended his original comments um, and asserted that his message was not racist in nature. What I want your audience to know is that when I complained about Black people having a bad attitude about white people, that was me saying nothing about Black people. It was saying, I don't want to be around people who have a bad feeling about me. As for hundreds of newspapers subsequently dropping his famous comic strip, he said that had nothing to do with Black people taking offense at his remarks. It's almost entirely white people that canceled me. It might be entirely because they're the ones that own the publishing companies and the newspapers adding that Black America was completely fine with his stance once they examined the context. What are your thoughts? Uh, he's just a self-avowed racist. I mean, how much more can you say about him? And then, you know, to me, not only a racist, but he's also absolutely stupid and I guess maybe he's getting ready to run for office or something, you know? <laughs> Uh, the, you know, on the QAnon platform or whatever they have. He's going to take over Santos's uh, part of. Yeah, part. you know, and, and you know, to me, it's just hysterical because he's saying stay away from Black people in terms of housing. White people have always done that. 
I don't know what the hell is it. What, I mean, you know, that where's he going? Is he going to fall off a cliff? Is the earth really to square? They've always done that to, to a great extent. And you know it and I know it. So I don't oh know what the hell he's talking about. They called it segregation at one point. And then, you know, and guess what? They ain't going to never stay away from Black people because we're too intermixed. This is nothing, nothing to stay away from. Yeah. All these, all these who even say that, <clears throat> it, it's just a big laugh. It's just a big joke. If they would have stayed away from us in the first damn place, we wouldn't even been over here. They should have stayed away from us uh, about 430, 40 years ago now. They should have stayed away from us. Did you, did you see us coming over here? Weren't they coming over there? Did you see us volunteering to come over here seeking employment? No. No. We're the only group who didn't come over here on our own free will. We are the only group. Okay. Okay. So Dilbert, take your ass on in the cave and join Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers has to be out the cave now because he gotta has to figure out what team he's going to. Who knows? To. Who cares? Oh gosh. Okay. Oh Lord. I, I don't even know what to say to that except he is a racist and a fool. Yeah. All right. Next on to another very sensible person. Um, Elon Musk took aim at a disabled Twitter employee who tagged him in a tweet to ask if he had been laid off. He wasn't, the employee wasn't able to access his uh, computer for uh, nine days. So they, they wouldn't allow him access. And so he was asking Elon Musk on Twitter to let him know if, you know, he still works for the company. He eventually found out that he didn't work for the, the company anymore. And Elon said, the reality is that guy, this guy who was independently wealthy, did not, did no actual work, claimed as his excuse that he had a disability that prevent him from typing, yet was simultaneously tweeting up a storm. Can't say I have a lot of respect for that. And he said, you can't be fired if you weren't working in the first place. My question to you, Ma, is, is Elon Musk the worst boss of all times? Probably he's one of the worst people of all times. So I would imagine he's he can't all of a sudden be a good boss. Jesus Christ. Like what? What? What is wrong? And and that's the conversation that you have for everyone to see. This is how you talk to another person. This is how you talk to your employee or your former employee. And he happened to be disabled. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well, I just... you know, the Elon Musk is just a very uncaring person. I mean, they claim he has a disability himself. And I would imagine it's that he's heartless. Yeah, I think Keep so, it too. Moving. Keep it moving on him. I have oh. nothing to say for anybody with that much money and that nasty attitude. Go ahead. Okay. So we, you know, want to announce the book of the month for the Bambushi Happy Hour Book Club, um, and it will be The Vanishing Half, which we'll be discussing on March 25th, is written by Britt Bennett. Guys, ladies, everyone, uh, email us at info at thebambushihappyhour.com, info at bambushihappyhour.com with any comments or any questions we want you to read along with us. Um, we haven't read it. Uh, but we're excited to read it, guys. Once again, it is The Vanishing Half. 
All right. So Ma, um, before we go, uh, you know, the Oscars are coming this Sunday, March 12th. So okay, I, good. We, we need to give everybody our predictions for the top categories. Um, of course, we're going to have another show, but by the time people listen to it, who knows? The Oscars will be on. All right. So Ma, I want you to tell me what your predictions are for uh, this one is for best actress leading role. The uh, because Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna D. Armas for Blonde, Andrea Rosebury for two, uh, two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, or Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Michelle Yeoh. Is that who you want to win? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I kind of agree with you. Um, actually, I would like the woman from To Leslie to win. I just don't think she is going to. She's not going to win. Too controversial. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not she, had hard, she had a hard time even with the whole nomination. You yeah. know. So yeah. Sounds like she's going to get it. I I think it's going to be Michelle Yeoh's time. I think so too. I think so. Mm -hmm. uh, best actor in a leading role: Austin Butler for Elvis. Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Insurian. Colin Farrell. Brendan Fraser, the Whale. Paul oh. Mescal, After Sun. And Bill okay. Nahi, Living. Oh, I'm going to say Colin Farrell still. You I know. like Brendan Fraser, but I, you know, I think Colin Farrell's going to get it. You don't think Austin Butler? I, I'm I'm going with Brendan Maybe. Fraser, but yeah. I think it may go I really like all Austin three Butler. of them. I think all three of them were really good. You know, I think they did a hell of a job, all three of them. But I'm going for Colin Farrell. I think he's going to get that one. I think it's just something about that movie, about the way it caught on. I really think that Colin Farrell's going to get it. Okay. Okay. All Let's right. Uh, best actor supporting Brendan Gleeson for Banshee, Banshees of Insurian, Brian Tyree Henry, aka Paperboy, uh, for Causeway, uh, Judd Hirsch, The Fablesman, Barry Coegan, The Banshees of Insurian, and K. Hugh Kwong, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. I'm going to just say who I want to get it. Okay. Paperboy. Paper Brandon. Boy. Okay. Brian is his name. Oh, I'm sorry. Brian. Bre Brendan is for Banshees of Insurian. Okay. No, go. no, no. Paperboy. Paper well, I mean, I, you know, that's a long shot. It's but a long shot. Paperboy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Ki, Ki Hu Huang just because I think that's who's going to win. Best, you know. Best supporting actress, Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, Hong Chao, The Whale. Carrie Condon, The Banshees of Insurian. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Or Stephanie Sue, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um... The whale, the actress in the whale. Hong Chu. Hong Chu. She was so good in that. I thought she was excellent. I would like for her to win, but I'm I'm yeah. gonna go with Angela Bassett because she's never won and she deserves one for her career. For everything, yeah. And okay. finally, best picture. Yes. Okay, mom. Now this one is gonna be a long shot. All quiet on the western front. Mm. Avatar, The Way of the Water, The Banshees of Inshirian, Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, 
The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. I'm going to give it to women talking. Okay. I'm going to give it to women talking. Is that really how you feel? Uh, kind of. I think it was more of a head picture than many of the other ones that you mentioned okay. in its own way. I think it was a very serious subject matter. And maybe I'm feeling that way because March is the Women's History Month. Mm, you know, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just going with women talking. Okay. Um, I picked Avatar. I think I don't think Avatar is going to win. I believe that everything, everywhere, all at once is going to win. I think it's going to be a sweep. Um, and I think we're going to see an upset in right. one of the major categories. So okay, all right, all right, Ma. I need you to tell me three things that made you smile: the sun, the stars, and the moon. Okay, I'm going to go with some things that I shared with you. Uh, Kiki Palmer's TikTok with her newborn baby. The baby looked oh, yeah. like um the baby looked like a doll, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Um, okay. Zendaya and La Roche uh, at the Louis Vuitton fashion show in Paris. They look like fire. Like you. Oh know. yeah. Oh, they were good. Oh, they were great. They were smoking hot. Oh yeah. And then number three, I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm going to have to watch it on demand. Travis Kelsey hosting SNL. I mentioned it before, but I, I forgot to watch it. I heard he killed it on there. So I'm going to watch that. Oh, okay. Oh, so will I. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but you know, I'm a Travis Kelsey fan. All right, Ma. So is there anything that you want to say before we go? No, everyone take care and, you know, and stay woke. You know, take care of yourself and be aware of what's going on around you. Uh, advocate. If you see something, say something. Advocate for the things that are important to you. And please be aware of the changes around you. Uh, stay safe. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Bambushi Happy Hour and also All Things Peju. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, All Things Peju, home of the Bambushi Happy Hour. And check out our Etsy shop. We updated it, guys. Uh, the Bambushi Happy Hour shop. And, um, you know, if there's any questions or comments, like I said before, email us at info at bambushihappyhour.com. Go to our homepage for our affiliate program. You'll see right there. All right, um, everyone be safe and we'll see you soon. Bye.